From Hollywood International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Welcome to Comic Web's Old Time Radio Podcast. Each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs, comic books, and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episode. This week we have The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, a visit from Bing Crosby. Solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. nation of ours, from the rock-bound coast of Maine to the sunny shores of California, each man has a neighbor. Of course, you can have many neighbors, but there's always one who's your favorite. The neighbor you tell your troubles to, borrow the rake or lawnmower from, play golf or go fishing with. Such a neighbor is Mr. Thornberry, who lives next door to the Nelsons. That's Mr. Thornberry in the Nelson living room, the man sitting in Ozzie's favorite chair. Oh, Ozzie just walked into the room. Huh, looks like he's carrying a pot of coffee. Here you are, Thorny. I've made another nice, fresh pot for you. Here, let me pour you some. Yeah, just warm up the grounds in the bottom of my cup. Yeah? <laughs> you want cream and sugar? Uh, yes, please, Oz. I'll have about six lumps and a half a cup of cream. <laughs> Thorny, you're going to kill the taste of the coffee. It's the humane thing to do, Oz. <laughs> I hate to say this, old man, but this coffee tastes like cough medicine. Oh, Thorny, don't be so unpleasant. Let's enjoy ourselves. After all, we don't get rid of... Uh, the wives don't go out very often. And let's have a nice, friendly evening. Yeah, you're right, Oz. It is nice and comfortable here. That fire's so warm and friendly. Have you seen any good movies lately? Mm, uh, I saw Apartment for Peggy last week. Oh? Did you like it? Peggy was cute. I didn't think too much of the apartment, though. <laughs> I saw a great picture last night. Really exciting. It was called Man's Struggle for Survival. Oh, husband and wife picture? <laughs> no, no, it, it was about a, a French-Canadian woodsman, Pierre Baptiste. Guy didn't even know he was being photographed. Very exciting stuff. Shooting a rapids. Big game hunting. Oh, Thorny cut it out. How could they photograph a guy doing that stuff without his knowing it? Yeah. Well, they claimed it was authentic. But come to think of it, for a French-Canadian who had never left the woods, he certainly could tap dance awfully well. <laughs> surprised you're being so gullible, Thorny. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're absolutely right, Oz. I'm embarrassed. I'm crushed. I'm humiliated. A discredit to the community. I wish I were dead. Give me another cup of your coffee. <laughs> I wouldn't take it that hard, old man. Sometimes the thin line between fact and fiction is pretty hard to distinguish. Yeah, I think you've got something there, Oz. Oh, sure. As a matter of fact, if you pick the right subject, practically anybody will get a little careless with the truth. Let me tell you a very interesting little story that happened right here in the living room. Is this a true story, Oz, or one of your semi-documentaries? Drop your feet up there, Thorny, and get yourself comfortable. It happened, oh, I'd say it was about a couple of years ago. You know Charlie Miller down the drugstore? 
Well, it seems I owed him a dime, and I went into the store to pay him back. Hello, Charlie. Oh, hi, Mr. Nelson. Say, I'm glad you're here. You could help me with a very big financial problem. Oh, I guess I'm just in time. <laughs> Here's the dime I owe you. Oh, no, it isn't that, Mr. Nelson. As a matter of fact, I'd completely forgotten about the dime. It concerns this... Uh... Oh, don't put it back in your pocket. I'll take it. <laughs> Turns this young man here, a stranger in town. Oh, hello there. Hello. What do you do, Charlie? Buy a five-cent Coke and read $10 worth of comic books? Oh, much more serious. You see, he wants to buy this Junior Magic set. It costs 89 cents, but his entire capital at the moment consists of 80 cents. We have a deficit there of nine cents. Hmm, that creates a bit of a problem, doesn't it? I told him I'd pay it back. Yeah, I know, but you realize nine cents is a lot of money. Now, for nine cents, you can, uh... You can weigh yourself nine times. <laughs> I think you can trust him, Charlie. He seems to have an honest face. Yes, he has. However, I'd have a hard time getting his face in the cash register. Nevertheless, <laughs> I see no reason why you two gentlemen can't get together on this. Why not put it on a strictly business basis? Maybe there's something you can give Mr. Miller as security. What's that? Oh, something you own that he can keep until the debt is paid. Oh... Well, it's a little cold to go barefooted, No, but... no, no, no. I couldn't take your shoes, son. I've got a little boy of my own, and I know why... What size are they? <laughs> oh, Charlie, cut it out. Maybe you don't know me, Mr. Charlie, but I'll bet you know my father. Oh, I don't think I do. Do you know the boy's father, Mr. Nelson? Oh, I don't think so. What's your father's name, Sonny? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. <laughs> name's familiar. Did you ever hear of the Paramount Pictures? Oh, sure. They work for him. <laughs> Bing Crosby, you know Mr. Miller. When the blue of the night meets the goal of the day. Yeah, that's him. Golly, what's the matter with his voice? <laughs> Well, well, so your father's Bing Crosby. Honest, and my mother's Mrs. Crosby. Yeah, that follows. <laughs> I'll bet you don't know who this gentleman is. You call him Mr. Nelson. Oh, that's just because I know him so well. His real name is Admiral Nelson of the British Navy. <laughs> Fought in the Battle of Trafalgar Square. Oh, you shouldn't have told him, Charlie. Where's your uniform? Oh, I only wear my gold uniform on shipboard. You see, right now I'm on shore leave. Uh, suppose I advance you the necessary nine cents to complete this transaction, Mr. Crosby. Golly, thank you, sir. I'll pay you back. Oh, of course. In fact, while you're in town, I'd like very much to have you bring your father and come on out to the house for dinner tonight. Oh, that Admiral Nelson's a real sport. He'll eat with anybody. <laughs> Thanks very much. I think my father would be glad to come out. I'll give you the address on this card here, Mr. Crosby. It's, uh... 1847 Rogers Road. You can't miss the house. Probably several gunboats anchored out in front. What time shall we be there? Oh, about six bells or 6.30 bells. <laughs> Gentlemen, my humble establishment has been honored by the presence of two such famous figures. I salute you both. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. They'll always be in England. They'll always be a Crosby. <laughs>
All right, put her on. Where shall I say you were last night? No, 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 nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> is Bing Crosby there? Bing Crosby? No, he isn't. Oh, he isn't. Oh, that's too bad. He's gone for the day. You mean he is staying there? He's in town? Well, certainly. Didn't you know? Oh, gee, yeah, oh, of course. I, I, I knew he was at the hotel. I, I just wasn't sure he was in town. I, I, uh, oh, yes, yes. He and his little boy, Lindsay, checked in this morning. They left about ten minutes ago. About ten minutes ago? Uh, did he say where he was going? Well, uh... <laughs> Mr. Crosby is such a funny man. <laughs> he says such funny things. <laughs> He said he was going out to have dinner with Admiral Nelson. <laughs> In the vine-covered halls of Nelson U. at 1847 Rogers Road, Professor Oswald G. Nelson is delivering an account from the vast storehouse of his personal experiences. This one for the purpose of proving that under the proper conditions and given the proper subject, any human being will depart from the truth. So naturally, Thorny, Harriet found it a little hard to believe that Bing was coming out to our house. Uh, here, let me pour you some more coffee. Oh, no more, please, Oz. I've had 12 cups. <laughs> Every time I move, I slosh. <laughs> Just tell me what happened. Well, you know how women are. Harriet immediately began to get all excited. Well, thank goodness I cleaned the house this morning, and there's a roast in the oven for dinner. Settle down, Harriet. This is Bing Crosby that's coming out, not Clifton Webb or Adolph Manju. <laughs> we don't want the house all spick and span. He's a casual, easygoing guy. Dump some tobacco on the rug and <laughs> get David's BB gun to hang on the wall. Say, I wonder if that old mounted swordfish is still up in the attic. I could put it right over the mantel. No sign of him yet, Pop. Look, even watch outside. Look out, Pop. He's spilling tobacco on that chair. I know it, David. Here, uh, spread these magazines around the table sort of careless-like. What's the idea, Pop? I've just been explaining to your mother there's only one way to make Bing feel at home. That is to mess up the house. I might <laughs> add that I don't agree. Harriet, that's the way Bing is. Gee, Pop, I've seen him in lots of movies, but he doesn't look messy to me. David, you can't tell anything from a movie. He's really a mess, huh, Pop? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say he's a mess, Ricky. Not himself. He just looks a mess. I mean, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean. He's just a relaxed guy. Have you ever noticed he always walks uh, uh, sort of like he's sitting down? <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, and another thing. Now, this is very important, boys. Let's not bother them with a lot of questions about Hollywood and motion pictures and movie stars. No questions about Roy Rogers or Gregory Peck or Betty Grable or, or Jane Russell or, or Lana. Uh, of course, if he wants to talk about him, that's different. Oh, and above all, don't ask him to sing. That's like inviting a doctor over and getting free medical advice. If he wants to sing, he'll sing, but let's not bother him. Come on, David. Let's go outside. May he's coming. What was that, dear? I just put another rip in my sweatshirt. I'll make him feel more comfortable. I wonder what he likes to eat. I'd like to have something special. There you go again, Harry. Just throw a couple of old pieces of venison on the stove. wonder where we could get some moose meat. Do you think he'll mind eating on the dining room table, or should we just sit cross-legged around the incinerator? <laughs> oh, now who's at the door? Yeah, I'll get it. Harriet Bing Crosby. Oh, I, I'm just awfully glad you could come, Mr. Crosby. 
Or should I call you Bing? Oh, do. By all means. I'll call you Harriet. And uh, I take it you're Admiral Nelson? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were having a little joke with Lenny. He's a great little guy. Uh, By the way, where is he? Oh, we met your two Pinkerton men down the road a piece there, and Lenny joined up with them. They got something going in the vacant lot. Oh, by the way, a funny thing happened to me on the way to your house. Uh, Pardon me, Bing. (laughs) You get that, Harriet? That smooth, professional way he he slides into a gag. What happened, Bing? Uh, well, uh, you I see, was, Harriet, was... that's what you call a straight line. I kind of throw that out to him, and then he punches over the kicker. <laughs> that was marvelous. Uh... What happened, Bing? No, no, Oz, it wasn't a gag. A cute little bobby soxer walked up to me and said, uh, Bing Crosby? I said yes, and she said... <laughs> Uh, oh, notice he gets a little, uh, he gets a little horse whinny into the lap. Yeah. <laughs> it was a filly, you know. Oh. <laughs> that was Emmy Lou, I guess. Let me take your overcoat, Bing. Thanks. But I better warn you, uh, afraid I'm not properly dressed. Don't be silly, Bing. Feel at home here. Look at me. Don't feel shy about your clothes. Off with that overcoat. Let's have a look at that sloppy shirt and those baggy pants. What? That isn't exactly what I'm worried about, Oz. Look, I'm wearing a tuxedo. Tuxedo? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Bing, I always... Uh... It's quite a story. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Lake Tehachapuku. Oh, Lake Tehachapuku. Well, well, sure. Uh, uh, we go up there all the time. What about the lake? I fell in this afternoon. <laughs> I shot a 1,500-pound moose, and I was carrying it across my shoulders. You know, and I stepped on a slippery rock and fell in with all my clothes on. That's how come the tux. A 1,500-pound moose? And you carried him? Well, his back feet were dragging. <laughs> Oh, Lenny, I, I thought you were out playing with the boys. We came in to get a drink of water. Oh, hello, Lenny. Hello, Admiral. Uh, this is Mrs. Nelson, Lenny. How do you do, Your Majesty? <laughs> How are you fellas getting along? Okay, Mom. Well, Pop, I just heard you telling about a big moose you bagged this afternoon. Uh, uh, go out and play, son. The older folks are talking. <laughs> Out, out. Tally ho, boy. Go, boy. Pop, I was with you all afternoon. I didn't see you shoot any moose. Lenny. Uh... The only thing you shot was an owl. The only reason you got him, because they can't see in the daytime. <laughs> Lenny, boy. Go out and play now. Here's a nickel, a nice shiny one. Your dad just got in a new shipment. Go ahead now. Hurry up, Lenny. Okay, last one's out. Bob Hope. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I. Guess the cat's out of the bag. Oh, you mean about the moose? Oh, forget it, Bing. No, I, I want to confess. Oh, there's no need to confess. We didn't believe you anyway. I, I, I mean... <laughs> what do you think of the story so far, Thorny? Well, come on, Oz. Don't stop now. What happened next? Relax, Thorny. When I tell a story, I like to take my time. Here, let me pour you another cup of coffee. Oh, no, Oz, please. <laughs> okay, no coffee, no story. Okay, Oz, pour away. I wish I had an almanac. I'd like to know just how high my tide is. <laughs> Come on, finish the story, Oz. Well, sir, after dinner, we moved into the living room, and the boys went out to play. It was very pleasant sitting there talking while Bing smoked his pipe. <coughs> 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 tell, t- 
tell us something about your latest picture, Bing. <laughs> Don't make him talk shop, Harriet. It's a little thing paramount is Bing, making, you're yeah. on a vacation. Why not forget about work? Let's talk about hunting. I understand the ducks are running. Ozzy, if Bing wants to tell us about the picture he's making, let him tell But he just told you, Harriet. It's a picture they're making at Paramount. What more is there to tell? Well, it's called the Connecticut Yankee in King Martin, Arthur's Court. You know, the... Uh... Uh, yes, dear. Take one out of the kitchen. What were you saying about the picture, Bing? Harriet, well, would you please let him forget about his pictures? <laughs> Have you done much hunting this season, oh, Bing? Oh, a little now and then. And speaking of hunting, they do quite a bit of it in England, you know. That's the locale of the picture. Has a wonderful cast, Sir Cedric Hardwick and Bill Bendix. And... When are you going to sing, Mr. Crosby? Well, just please, a... David. Now that's not nice. <laughs> After all, Harriet, what are you doing? Oh, good. You going to play for us, Harriet? I hope this isn't too forward of me, but could I coax you to sing just one little song? Oh no, Harriet. Oh well, if it'll make you happy. How about uh, "Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas"? <laughs> I'll do a verse and two choruses. You remember, Harriet, I sing it in the key of G flat. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I meant Bing. But, Harriet, he doesn't want to sing. I do so. You do not. I do so. Do not. So. Not. So. <coughs> well, okay, you can sing, but no whistling. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Oz. Oh, Harriet, that's my favorite tune. Love it. East is east and the west is west and the wrong one I have chosen. Let's go where you keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows, rings and things and buttons and bows. A good left hand, Harry. <laughs> Don't bury me in this prairie. Take me where the cement grows. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes. You stand out in your buttons and bows. I love you in buckskin or skirts that you've homespun, but I love you longer, stronger, where your friends don't tote a gun. My bones denounce that buckboard bounce and the cactus hurts my toes. Let's vamoose where the gals keep using those silks and satins and linens that shows, and you're all mine in buttons and bows. Give me eastern trimming where the women are women in high silk hose and peekaboo clothes and French perfume that rocks the room and you're all mine in buttons and bows. Wonderful thing. That doesn't break the lease. You folks are in pretty solid. Hey, what's that crowd out on the front lawn? Mr. Nelson, sir? Uh, yes, Lenny? Here's the nine cents, I owe you. Well, thank you. That's very prompt payment. Here's a dollar and a quarter. Well, what's this for? Well, we figured it was only fair to give you 10% of the gate pre receipt. <laughs> well, what's this? That's what the chairs were for. We charge people 10 cents to hear Mr. Crosby sing. <laughs> well, how did the people know he was here? We had this sign on the front lawn. Look at it. Isn't it a beauty? Listen to the golden voice of Bing Crosby at 8 p.m. Seats, 10 cents. Hey, you guys are pretty sharp. That's a very nice lettering on that sign, too. Uh, did you do it, David? No, sir. Oh, you did it, Ricky? No, sir. Oh, you did it, Lenny? No, sir. Well, come on, son. I think it's time we better... <laughs> well, we've had a wonderful time, Ozzy and Harriet. Invite us again real soon, won't you? Oh, you bet. We've enjoyed every minute of it. Good night, Bing. Good night, Lenny. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Come on, boys. Way past your bedtime. Let's go. Okay, come on, Ricky. You coming upstairs, dear? Mm, well, I'll, I'll be up in a minute. How did you like things? Isn't he a wonderful guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a, a swell guy. Hurry up, boys. You're not a bad guy, I suppose. Shame he's such an awful ham. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's the way those guys get. Let's see. I'm a ding dong daddy from Dumas. You ought to see me do my stuff. So you see, Thorny, even Bing Crosby is capable of telling a tall story if you get him on the right subject. That moose story he told was worse than some of yours. Uh, there's just one thing, Oz. When Bing came in, he called you folks Ozzie and Harriet. How did he know your first names? Well, are you implying I made that story up as I went along? I don't know, Oz. Did you? Barney, <laughs> how can you say that? How come he knew your name right off? Well, it, he, he remembered it from the, from the first time he was here. First time? Thorny, you mean to say I've never told you about the first time Bing came to the house? Oh, it's a very interesting story. Here, let me pour you some more coffee. <laughs> Bing Crosby appeared through the courtesy of the Silco Company. Lindsay Crosby appeared through the courtesy of his mother. Tune in next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hidier. This is Burns Smith speaking. America's favorite young couple was Ozzie and Harriet, plays by, played by Ozzie Nelson and his wife Harriet. The two were regulars on the Red Skelton show, but when Skelton was drafted into the Army in 1944, the two were given their own show. The show's premise was basically the perfect American household, a sort of leave-it-to-beaver kind of life on radio. This show is a good example of 1950s Americana. I find the humor to be dated, but then again, I never really liked that kind of 1950s perfect suburb suburban home experience. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet used a very professional cast for their show. They included Laureen Tuttle, who was dubbed the First Lady of Radio. She had appeared on a variety of radio shows, including the Rogue's Gallery, The Red Skelton Show, and as Sam Spade's Girl Friday. B. Benedarte, who voiced Bugs Bunny, Tweety, and Mr. Magoo cartoons through the 1940s and 50s, had recurring roles on Petticoat Junction, Green Acres, and the Beverly Hillbillies as Kate Bradley and Pearl Bodine and also Janet Waldo, who voiced dozens of cartoons from the late 60s to 2000, including Josie and Josie and the Pussycats and Penelope Pitstop in the cartoon of that name and in the cartoon and video game Wacky Races. Uh, as an aside, Wacky Races is by far one of my favorite video games and a great cartoon. I'm hoping that we will have podcasts for you in the next two weeks. The Comic Web will be on vacation coming back near the end of February. We are setting up our podcast feed that, so that you should be able to download the podcast without any problem. But if there is a problem, there won't be anything we can do about it until we get back. So wish us good travels, and we wish you good downloading. And on that note, here's the Comic Web Radio Secret Society code 17546013. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. 
Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership, and using the code word gets you 15% off any purchase at the Comic Web. The code again is 17-5-4-6-13. If you like our podcast, please leave a review of it on iTunes or wherever you download it from. And if you don't like something about the podcast, please drop us an email at editor at comicweb.com. Thanks and have a good week.